Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I also think we could prove our theory by, if you go back and watch the, the goaltending hug replays, I'm pretty sure they like interlock which, you know, which arm is going to be on top of each puts one arm on top. It's not like nobody's asserting their dominance yeah, so and like across. I'm the higher one or the lower one. I think it's usually a, a swoop swap. Uh, so it seems like, you know, there's, there's a relatively even Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brews and Bruins Season Four, Episode Three. Yes, I had to check yes. that earlier, but yes, nice. <laughs> yes. Um, it's me, your boy Doobshmoob. Uh, we got Cam Hasbrook here too. We are a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards, and sponsored by DraftKings. Cam, how are you doing? And have you got yourself a good old beverage? I do. I'm I'm doing well specifically because of the beverage that I have today. Um, a favorite of mine, uh, if anybody's listened to the show before, you may know I'm a big fan of blueberry, anything blueberry. Um, this time I've got some Ricker Hill Maniac Blueberry Cider. Uh, if you're in southern Maine specifically, you may have seen this in stores, but I don't know. They might ship it around in New England. Um, I was up at Ricker Hill in Turner, Maine last weekend. I did some apple picking. Very excited. Also, I'll be planning to make some homemade applesauce tomorrow. So if anybody Ooh. wants to uh, follow along with that journey on Twitter, uh, you can find <laughs> me at Cam Hasbro. But anyway, um, Maniac Blueberry Hard Cider, among the best uh, hard like ciders, that period, that I've had, but especially from uh, a blueberry cider. Um, and yes, this is a definitive brewing company glass, another one of my favorites. So I'll shout them out. Uh, it kind of looks like a wine glass, but like a little, it's got an extra curve to it. It's kind of cool. Did you uh, buy that or did you steal that? No, I did buy this from Definitive because it was dope. And it was pretty cheap too. So um, check them out too. But anyway, I can't steal all the all, all the shine here from Ricker Hill. Uh, this blueberry cider is incredible. Obviously, it's on the sweeter side because it's blueberry and apples. So it's going to be like that. Um, it's not terribly tart for like a blueberry. Sometimes the blueberry, you get sort of a sour to it. Uh, this isn't too much like that. I'd say it's relatively mild. Um, but it is absolutely delicious. I'm on their website right now. It says... Uh, they would recommend pairing this with red meat or game meat. So some mainy stuff. I think they're thinking like main blueberries and then like main hunters, you know. So they're recommending uh, venison, lamb chops, beef steaks, or barbecue as the uh, pairing for the blueberry cider. You can also drink it just fine alone, uh, as I will be throughout the episode today. So drinkability, easily a 37. Uh you could you can slug a lot of these. It's not too sweet, and it's got the natural sweetness too. I don't think there's much sugar added to it, or if any, um, tasteability also at 37. It's it's quite explosive. So uh, we got a dull bergie here on on episode Hell three. Is yeah. that a first of the season, or Might we haven't had on yet? So he's you know 37s all around, oh, as, yeah. as Lancey would say. Exactly. But, well, he's uh, gone. Yeah, he's perished from our 
his he's a he's a part-time a part-time co-host now even though he was technically that before i think he's pretty much full-time he's a part-time by the way so no no this is a little too dark i mean it's like a it's like a red wine oh yeah it looks like a wine yeah it does yeah especially when you put it in a wine looking glass like this one yeah Um, just sipping some merlot Mm -hmm. the merlot line um i myself have a smiling irish bastard um Noise. This is uh, an American pale ale from, I want to say, Gigan Brewing, uh, Gigan Bros Brewing Company, Gigan Brothers. Uh, I think it's Irish, so I'm probably butchering the actual pronunciation, but they're out of Bangor, Maine. Um, Gigan. I don't know. That wasn't even a good Irish accent. Um, anyway, got to get this one open. Um, take a quarter, a nifty quarter. This is what happens when you get nervous and chew your fingernails during close Bruins games, folks. You need quarters to open up your, your beers. Um, yeah. That's an interesting smell for IPA. Yeah, you just made I'm a sorry, face American I was not panel. expecting. No, yeah. it's not bad. It just wasn't... I, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like a bad smell. I just didn't expect it. Hmm. Oh, this is a very good beer. Um, it's copper in color, it says on the can, so I don't know if that means it would pass the true test. Okay, here we go. Uh, moderate maltiness featuring a grapefruit pop character. It's brewed with cascade hops that linger on your palate. The smiling Irish <laughs> bastard salutes our Uncle Bernie Welch, a legend in the Bangor police force in all who protect and serve. That's their... Nice. It's their grandfather or uncle or whatever they just said. Anyway, drinkability. Pretty drinkable. That grapefruit was definitely the scent I was getting. It definitely, that, that explains it. Um, the bitterness. Tart. Drink, yeah, drinkability. I'm going to go like a like an 18. And I want to emphasize that does not mean it's not a good beer. But drinkability wise, your ability to drink at 18. Tasteability, it's strong. You definitely get that gra- uh, grapefruit. Um and definitely hoppy too. It is an interesting mix. It's not like I find that interesting with some beers. Like I'm not a huge sour fan, uh, but like when you blend a little bit of that hoppiness with a, a little bit of that uh, sour flavor, it is it is good. It's not usually my favorite, but here it is. Drink uh, tasteability thirty three. Sedano Chara. Beautiful. With Just the pirouette the- and the big man scores the six beer nine, and he's the best. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Beerwets and Bruins. That's it. That's your title for today. Um, all right, you want to yeah. talk about a little hockey? Yeah, yeah, let's do some hockey. It's um, neat that we can do that again, you know. I know, right? It's almost <laughs> like I forget. Like I'm I'm dragging the beer segment out because we need to kill 15 <laughs> minutes, but uh we don't need to do that anymore. Um, but we will have more beer content coming soon. We hope, we hope. Um but yeah, yeah actually, so... no, let's let's tease that a little bit. We got some uh, we got a some some well a brewery coming redacted. on here soon. We've Name only redacted. been talking about that for a while, so I'm glad we're actually kind of putting four in the seasons. Here. We've been talking well three whole seasons. <laughs> well, we've three, been talking yeah, about it. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're putting in the work. Um, but anyway, I think uh, this is going to be the first of, of hopefully many for us. So uh, if any of you listeners out there have a brewery that you would like to see featured on the show. Uh, either just as you know a, a beer we drink or uh, to interview somebody from them 
feel free to check us out. Uh, you can tweet them at us. You can DM them at us. I think they're open. Um, or you can just check out breweriesbrewins.com. Submit a form there. Let us know uh, what brewery you'd like yeah. to see featured. And, and uh, we'll email. do our best to, to get them on the show. Yeah. Email brewsandbrewins at gmail.com. Any of those um, lovely things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. good good weekend of hockey. Very good. good I guess a couple days hockey. since we last potted. Yeah, it has. I think, uh, what was the last one? Like Thursday? I think it was Thursday. Thursday Friday. Yeah. And today is uh, Monday. Uh, probably this will be coming out on Tuesday. So I need to look back at the schedule. I think it was the Ducks that was the first up since we. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, it was, was the uh, two to one shootout win against the Ducks yeah, and then talk, the uh, overtime win against the Wild four to three. Talk about too close of a game for comfort. I mean, the Bruins looked like pretty good, but you know, it was it was iffy at times. There were, were there were times where they were hundred percent on. It was all going their way, and then uh, not like necessarily, I think like poor play or anything like that. But um, yeah, like you would think with a team like Anaheim, they should be a little more handily doing it. But they get their first test in the shootout. Uh, Olmark, oh my fucking god! I mean, during the game too, but especially that third period late where those saves really stick out. He was making saves that he probably shouldn't have been making. Um, and that's what you need from your goaltender when you're in a one-one game in the third period, and then go into the shootout. You need your goalie to step up like that. Um, and the and the the Swayman Olmark hug after that. That one was beautiful. I think it was you, yeah. Cam, who said he deserved that one. Yeah, that one was very, very well earned. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Omar is is what sticks out from both of these games. He was incredible. I think he had thirty saves on like thirty one shots in that Anaheim game, uh, and then obviously let in a few more against Minnesota, but ultimately was able to hold on and uh, and make a couple of really good saves in in mm. overtime um, to to propel the Bruins to victory there. So. Um, it's been kind of interesting to see kind of out of the gate how uh, Jim Montgomery has rolled the goalies. I think um, obviously we've seen Olmark featured a little bit more so far. Um, I think he's earned that certainly with his performance, but um, I don't think it's anything to read too much into either. I don't think the Bruins have a, an established starter at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm guessing based on play that we've seen so far this season, um, I would guess kind of a 60 40 split between Olmark and uh and Swayman which I think is, yeah. is good for both goalies right now and and for the team if, if it's you know if it ain't broke don't fix it obviously um but yeah I think Olmark really establishing himself I think kind of just setting a new expectation benchmark maybe for this season and and obviously it's been a stellar start to the season so not to say he's going to be you know keeping a 970 state percentage every game um but I don't know I mean I think the the Bruins were were pretty optimistic about what they saw in him coming out of Buffalo into last season. And then, um, you know, he, I think he had a solid year last year. And I think this is an opportunity as, as the rest of the team kind of steps up around him to really put himself as a, a true, uh, I mean, he's been an NHL starter for a while, but somebody that you might throw into the conversation as one of the you know better goaltenders in the league. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they play it out over the next couple of weeks, especially in, in back-to-backs and stuff. Um, or short turnaround games. But I think so far, especially this weekend, Olmark was incredible and has, has earned every minute that he's played. Yeah, and I think, you know, coming from that Buffalo team, which, I mean, we've talked a lot about Buffalo. You've probably heard it in your uh, 
other sources of Bruins news, which I really hope you have, because if not, wow. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, we'll see you. <laughs> if not, um, you don't ha- know what happened all offseason because we didn't talk hockey at all. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, you come to an original six team, a contender, um, and I think that gives you a little bit of a confidence boost when you have a decent team in front of you, really, a decent defense especially and then just this relationship between Olmark and Swayman um it's like brotherhood <laughs> like like they, you, you can tell they're like genuine friends and like they they just want wins they don't care like if Olmark gets a start if Swayman gets a start like whatever they're just happy that the team's winning and it works and it seems they're happy to share the net there's no I mean, obviously we're not in the locker room, but it doesn't seem like there's any locker room politics or anything with it. It's just, we get it. There's a, there's an, maybe not even an A and a B. I guess if it is one A, one B, it would be like you could said, old Mark probably get 60%, just the way it went out. I think that's Swayman had that, that rough game where, it kind of, that kind of tipped the scales in old Mark's favor, but it's, yeah, I don't even think it was just that one game either. I think it's just, he's still, still pretty young and Omar's been the veteran. I think especially yeah, with the new head experience. coach to, to roll with the guy who's got a little bit more experience is, is natural. Yeah. But yeah, but like you're Omar, saying, I mean, it seems like that's a, a true like brotherhood of a, of a relationship between those two. And I mean, I, I obviously, you know, what goes on on the ice and in the view of the, of the public can be different, but if there are any kind of conflicts in that relationship, they are the most well-hidden thing of all time. <laughs> yeah, um, so it seems like it's a very happy goaltender marriage between the two of them. Uh, and everybody else just gets to to feast on that in the form of goalie hugs. So I was actually talking about this recently. I feel like goalie hugs are like a top three, like win celebration that I've ever seen in any sport. I'm trying to like brainstorm others like 18 socks, wind dance repeat was pretty dope. Um, you got some cool ones out of that in the outfields, but I feel like when you're talking just like classic team celebrations, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever looked forward to one quite as much as the goalie hug. Yeah, I think it's like the most heartwarming of all of them. Yeah, because like we we've talked goalies a lot, and obviously resident ex- expert Kat Silverman isn't here, but we should we talk to her a lot about goaltending. But we should be talking about this goalie hug stuff because there's got to be a science there. That's the it's money just yeah, so I, much more heart. Well, like if you saw Bergeron and Marshy hugging, like oh cute, they've played together for so long, they love each other. But when you see two goaltenders with a bunch of pads. And this goaltender, like Olmark just had like the night of the season so far. And you see the backup goaltender so delighted. And it's just so, it's so great. Yeah. I also think we could prove our theory by, if you go back and watch the the goaltending hug replays, I'm pretty (laughs) sure they like interlock, which, you know, which arm is going to be on top of each puts one arm on top. It's not like, and nobody's asserting their dominance. And like, I'm the higher one or the lower one. I think it's usually a, a swip swap. Uh, so it seems like you know there's a, there's a relatively even exchange of power there, which is good. Which <laughs> well, we should we need to get like a psychologist on <laughs> the, the goalie. The goalie Actually, Julia, Julia is studying uh, psychology. There you go. That'll work. Psychiatry and therapy. So we can uh, dissect that for sure. I'll have her on sometime. Some content <laughs> like the psychiatry of, of gold. She'd probably be like, "Why are you wasting my time with this, Drew?" Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking ahead, though, this week, uh, Stars, Red Wings, Blue Jackets, Dallas will definitely be the test. Um, Tuesday night tonight. If you're listening when this comes out, uh, one of the best teams in the league so far. I think they're four zero and one coming into this one. 
Um, so uh, up there with the Bruins among the hottest teams in the league. Uh, I think we know for the most part what Detroit is. Um, we've, we've talked about that enough and, you know, I think a little bit improved on last year, but uh, hopefully a game the Bruins should win. And then Columbus who started out of the gate, um, but has picked it up after a pretty good week. I think they won three games last week and lost uh, one more to Pittsburgh. Who's also been very good. So, um, you know, should be a, an interesting Week for the Bruins, uh, as far as games go, three in a week is always good. I think you're hoping to grab four points out of that one. Yeah, that definitely. Weekend, I suppose. Yeah. And I know that here's Julia with Cat, by the way, featuring Sebastian. Too bad this isn't a visual podcast. Um, but oh, That's Sebastian. Julia with a cat, not cat. So with a cat. Clarify. With a cat. Yeah. Savvy. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to Savvy uh, indeed. Um well, oh yeah, so the star, yeah, the stars offense is pretty hot right now, and I yeah. have Tyler Sagan on my fantasy team, and it's just always a how <laughs> can I play someone else? Yeah. But that did happen with the wild game. I have Spurgeon too, so when Spurgeon scored the game tire, I was like, shit, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the stars are flying high, and then you and then you got the Red Wings after that, a good old division. Um, good old division matchup which i was so so here's the thing i was so excited when detroit joined like the atlantic division like it doesn't really make sense with the name but like that aside they're in the bruins division same division as montreal same division as toronto you got four original six teams in one conference like or in one division like this is gonna be great and then it's just never aligned where detroit was like a contender and the bruins were a contender so that red wings team is is getting better and better so um, I look forward to just as a hockey fan, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of seasons, a good rivalry there. Maybe we see it start on Thursday night. You never know. Well, I feel um, like, yeah, I don't think actually their games got too trippy. Actually, they've been pretty good though to start the season. I didn't realize three Oh and two. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like they're getting regular. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's going to change Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Monster truck mash down. Um, and then they, I mean, I don't know, we, we might record Thursday or something, but the Blue Jackets after that, Johnny Gaudreau. Um, yeah, first look at the uh, the BC kid in CBJ, should be fun. Yeah, could be. Uh, you want to do a little listener question? Um, yeah, but first, DraftKings, DraftKings. Uh, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Yes, you heard that correctly. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. Bigger payouts than ever before. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There's DraftKings. Um, yeah, let's go now. <laughs> I didn't have it lined up. and I honestly got it. Listener question. It, yeah, we got a listener question from my good old pal, uh, uh, Willie Downing. Um, Willie Downing. Here you go. Featured on the Bruiser Bruiser podcast. Let's see what he's got. 
Hey guys, uh, so my message is this. Um, <clears throat> if the Bruins was a car, what kind of car would it be? Okay, that's it, guys. Have a good time with the rest of the pod. Peace. Love the question. That's right, uh, I love the pause in the question, too. Really leaving us hanging there. I was anticipating. Oh, yeah. No, more. Willie's an actor. Willie uh, is one of my best friends dating back to middle school. He doesn't really watch sports or anything, but he's always been super supportive of the podcast. Just like, wow, I can't believe you guys are like doing all this and stuff. So uh, shouts to Willie Downing. Um and so if the Bruins were a car, what kind of car would they be? See, I heard this message. I was like on the, uh, we were like playing a game together. So we were on Discord together when he recorded that. So I've had plenty of leeway on this. I've had like a week's worth of notice on this question. So you better have a good and answer I, then. Yeah. I know I, I fucking forgot about it. So <laughs> he here forgot. I am. Um, <laughs> All right. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple extra seconds here. Cause I, I also looked at it not a week ago, but about uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, and I started looking up classic cards. I figured that would be a little bit more exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think I've I think I found the connection here. So I'm gonna go uh, with the Volkswagen Beetle uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, I'm thinking about the original Volkswagen Classic Beetle, not like the the kind of you know a little bit more rounded ones you see today. Um, it still kind of had a little bit of that boxier frame with the big bug lights out front. A um, couple of reasons here. First of all, you take out that Volkswagen logo and you slap a spoke to be on there. It's going to be smooth. It's going to work really well. Ooh. So that's that's number one. Uh, second of all, uh, I think, you know, the Volkswagen Beetle's got a lot of history, much like the Bruins. Um, you know, it's got a lot of, I don't know, just a lot of character to it, too, which I feel like a lot of cars like the same. Like, you see a Beetle, and you know you know immediately that it's a Beetle. Uh, and I feel like, the, you know, it's kind of like that with the Bruins uh, as well. And, and their branding, I think, is one of the m- probably more recognizable things uh, in or rather branding sets in the National Hockey League uh, being an original six team. Uh, and lastly, just because of the way it's built, it's a little bulkier. You know, it's, you know, it's still a car that can get around it, but it's not your your classic, sexy, speedy sports car. It's built up a little bit more uh, like the big bad Bruins. Uh, you could that could that could toss some bodies around, but it's gonna it's gonna get the job done too, and uh, you know it's it's lasted as a successful car for for quite a while despite uh, some some issues throughout its time. So uh, I'm I'm going going with the VW Beetle. Also B, you know the the bees the Beetle, it works. Um, so I know I don't know like anything about cars. By the way, I just completely missed that boat as a young boy growing up. In, yeah, I don't really uh, either. Right? That's why school. I had to Google it. But yeah, you know, like, I had Hot Wheels. No. I had I had Hot just yeah, like Hot dope. Wheels for all the fucking people in my life that call me up for saying hot because I'm from New England. Uh, but I had like Hot Wheels and stuff, and then I uh, like I just I just never got into cars. But I Googled, I Googled. Um, so obviously the Bruins. We started out in 1924, so you got to go with a 1924 car. And if you Google what car came out in 1924, there's actually a few. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the Chrysler 6. And I don't have much of a reason for it um, other than it came. Oh, that's the, oh no, the pictures of a, tw- a 1926 model. Sorry, but they were in production in 1924. Um I don't know. It was the only one that I saw that had kind of a Bruins color-ish to it. It's like, it's like tan in this photo. Um, and 
I mean, it's classic. It's 1924. That's the main reason. Like, really, um, that's the only reason. It looks it like it looks like. like it's uh, it looks like it's roofless. Like, it's like kind of like a like a convertible from back in the day, but like it's kind of a Jeep setup. Um, which I think the Bruins are very much like a Jeep right now. You know, they can go off road. They can uh, bring you to your 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 next rocky road destination but at the same time it's a nice little cruise it's that mix between a truck and a car um wow i just bullshitted my way through that but that was a stellar answer i believe compared to where i was about two minutes ago next year so that's (laughs) uh very nice true very nice uh as a reminder you can send us your questions on twitter at bruce bruins on email at bruce and bruins at gmail.com or online at bruce and bruins com. I'm I'm surprised I didn't mix any of those up. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Bruce and Bruins. I think, right? Drew? Yes. Yeah, you yes. can follow us. You just won't see us post anything. But well, we I, I, you know, here. we're gonna work on that too. But I mean, uh, I, I just wasn't sure that was the handle. Yeah, DM us if you actually follow us on Instagram and are wondering where the fuck we are in your time feed. Uh, that's probably nobody, but. Just let us we know. Even block you. We just suck at our job. Yeah, we just we just <laughs> uh, we're so deep in the Twitter um but that's about to twitter's about to change man we're gonna have to jump shit yeah that's a that's that's for a different podcast at a yeah we'll save that for for our capitalism podcast for for our musk (laughs) uh maltiness musk after i don't know musky musky sunset (laughs) 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 see you next time